Welcome to Music Fishbowl. Uh, welcome, guys, to episode nine of uh, Music Fishbowl. Um, just a few things on, uh, from me before we start. Um, I have a website now. Um, I did tell you last episode, but I said it right at the end, so you guys probably uh, might have missed that out. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it's it's online. Um, it's you can get there through my link tree on my Instagram account. That's at thisisvinyl.app. It's only a you know free Wix website, so it's um it's obviously quite hard to find. But if you type in Music Fishbowl Podcast and then put W I X at the end of it, you should get it on um, on Google as well. But uh, yeah, that that's there for you to go to, and you can also listen to the podcast there as well as on your favorite um podcast listening platform too um just like to thank everyone as well for last episode's uh reception it was amazing i got so many great comments and so many messages from people uh rishi feels really great um about all those comments as well he, he's so thankful that you guys were so complimentative of him um so yeah thank you so much uh for that um this episode is a very special episode um, because it's at, we're, we're going to label it as an actual special because we uh, we've never done that before properly on this podcast. Um, this is the health and well-being special, um, and for such a special episode, I've also got a very special guest with me, um, my friend here, Ross. He's here specifically for this podcast as well. So, Ross, do you want to explain why you might be here for this specific podcast? Hi, hi, yeah. hi, guys. Hello, Daniel. Thank you for having me on, mate. No um, it's actually a pleasure to be on. Um, I hear, hear the reviews have been uh, very positive on the whole. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they have been. Yes, yeah, so thank, 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 oh God, yeah. <laughs> they made me blush, mate. <laughs> yeah, I thought I put that in there in the beginning, just just to make everyone aware. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I thought it'd be a great opportunity just to come on and sort of really sort of spread the word. I guess with this being like the health and well-being special, so we can kind of talk about you know um, how exercise is going to affect your lifestyle, your motivation to do certain things. And also on the flip side of that, how we can look at how music affects exercise um, and also how it can influence you to then, you know, go and do certain things that are going to affect your mindset and hopefully push you on to better things as a whole. Yes, I mean, um, it's, it's a really, uh, it's not touched upon subject really in any kind of uh, music platform that I've ever seen before. Um, so I'm really interested to, to have a look into it. Uh, Ross, you, you, you are a health and well-being coach, aren't you? As well. Yes. Yeah. So uh, obviously my my general background is in um, sports and football and fitness as a whole. Um, and I'm very interested. Uh, part of my uh, college degree that I did, it was looking into the effects of, um, of not necessarily just um, the psychological side of things, but also the, you know, how your upbringing can affect how, how you see you perceive certain things. And obviously you've got like, in terms of motivational sides of things, obviously you're not getting that external motivation and sometimes you need it from internal. So it could be, um, you know, some, someone telling you something is going to affect like what you're going to do. But maybe you might want to look at another way of thinking, how can maybe music affect my performance? And you know, what sort of music can we look at to affect it in certain ways? So maybe it might just be looking at, you know, a type of music or a song from your childhood that might mm. spur you on to do, um, to do, to do something or to make, you know, make, makes it easier for you to get out of the house. If a certain person that's um you know finds it hard to get out, bit of a homebody, yeah, home homebody, yeah. yeah. And I think in, in the lockdown we kind of saw that on a grand scale. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in oh, terms yeah, of like, yeah, obviously a lot huge. of people really find it difficult to get out and are needing a sort of means and a mo of motivation to get themselves out. Um, so I'm hoping yeah we can sort of spread the word with that. And um, yeah, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on music. As yeah, well. nice. Um, obviously you you've got a business as well. Um, as well, Ross. Um, would you like to um just let people know what that is? So if they do want to speak to you or uh, want to come to you for your services or even just want to message you about some things he said today and ask you for more info and stuff um, they they can 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, it's it's an online coaching business. Um, we're looking at um, individualized bespoke um, custom plans. So how can we help each individual to reach their optimal level? Um, and at the same time, make sure that it's suited and catered towards, you know, each each person. And um, it doesn't make them feel like they're pressurized to do something. It's not sort of like a all in or nothing sort of approach. It's, you know, week on week, how can we steadily like sort of progress it? Um, so I like to think that it's going to be open to everyone and uh, it can be inclusive to all is the main thing for me. Um, and obviously just a little, little sort of brief background from my childhood. I think it was a big thing kind of getting into fitness and taking it on board and sort of taking it as a big part of my life. And I hope to be have that effect on other people and help them to sort of transform themselves mentally and psychologically as well. I see you run most of that out of social media, yeah? Yes, yeah. So my uh, social media platforms are um, at uh, rbcoaching underscore 96. Um, and also you can get uh, rossbain underscore 96 as well. Uh, if you want to drop me a DM or, um, yeah, just sort of to inquire about why I offer the services um, and, yeah, whatever you want like to do, really. Yeah, nice, man. Obviously, that, you know, it does show you're obviously the right person for the job to do uh, to do this podcast today, to, to do the, uh, the well-being and health or the health and well-being special, obviously, because um, you've got the credentials behind you. Um, I hope so. so <laughs> no, you certainly do, mate. You certainly do. And, um, and yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to getting to the nitty-gritty of it. Um, but before we do, um, should we move on to some music news? Yeah, sure. I'm all for it. Music news. Music news. Music news. Okay, music news. Um, we are recording on a Tuesday. Obviously, last episode came out on Saturday, so there is only three days worth of news. But not to fret, there's been quite a bit of news. Um, Ross, you have some news first for us. Uh, yes, so just sort of looking back uh, over the week. Uh, so in terms of, obviously, we had Coachella, which is obviously one of the biggest uh, music festivals as a whole, I believe, in, in the world, not just America. Um, so, yeah, obviously, we up from the humorous side of things. We had Billie Eilish uh, tripping face first on the stage, which I think was quite, quite a good start to the show. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't know about that until you mentioned it to me before we recorded this. I, 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 I couldn't really help but, uh, but, but note that down, because I thought to myself, that's uh, something that's not really going to go amiss in front of uh, no. thirty or 40,000 people. I mean, horrible for her, but <laughs> quite lighthearted in terms of, oh, it's interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah that's, it's, that's it's what I was thinking. That's very at. much what I was thinking in that, as, as harsh as it may be in yeah. some ways. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, another thing I wanted to catch on or touch on even is uh, so Doja Cat's new song Vegas, uh, which I which I believe is also a, a remake. Um, that's going to be used in the Elvis Presley biopic, which is oh, coming nice. out on May the sixth. Yes, yes, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that actually. Um, it, I, I'm I'm hoping for the best, fearing the worst, as 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 you do with music as you biopics, because uh, they do all follow that same tedious format half the time. Um, so you know, I'm Rock, Rocket Man coming to mind with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the only difference there being it's a musical, but the, the plot. I mean, you could argue that okay, all these artists have a similar life, but it's like they don't, and also there's different no, ways of presenting exactly. that. And there has like, to be some level of authenticity, otherwise, yeah, there's no point in really releasing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but yeah, hey, um, yeah. Um, in terms of uh, other music news that's gone on as well. Um, I've got a couple of things I just talk about Elton John I've, I've actually got a piece of Elton John as well um, but first off I'll, I'll kick off with uh, Mick Jagger uh, Mick Jagger's come out saying that he believes uh, that Youngblood and Machine Gun Kelly are the future of uh, rock and roll in the modern era 
Um, big shout. Can't say I've listened to any of their new music for a while, but... <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I should, considering of what I do, um, but I, 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 I haven't, so yeah. But hey-ho, fair play to those two, because they are kind of keeping rock and roll alive, but there's Somewhat. plenty of other people doing it as well, so, so you know, it's just kind of... Mick Jagger's picked out the two biggest, probably. Um, Elton John. He's announced a huge deluxe edition of Man and Man Across the Water, uh, plus a gorgeous uh, white and blue quartered vinyl to go with that. Um, loads of demos and uh, and out or outtakes and things on, on the box. So it's going to be multiple discs long. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, he hasn't really done too many individual uh, album uh, deluxe editions like that, so for him it's quite a big deal. Um, I quite like this this piece of news. Uh, Jennifer Grey, uh, she's in uh, The Girl in Dirty Dancing. Oh, okay. Uh, that's who she is. Yeah, yeah. Um, she um, she has revealed that uh, Madonna wrote "Express Yourself" um, about Jennifer's breakup with Matthew Broderick. I, I, oh, wow! I was like, like, the fact she just comes out and says, "Oh, by the way, Madonna wrote this song about me." Uh, so okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, just, no, just dropping that one in. Well, there, obviously you know, they, they met on a yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, they met on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, apparently started what, dating. What, what a film, by the way. Oh, that's great. Film. Fantastic. Easy watch. Yeah, easy watch. For what um, you want. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, in terms of films as well, um, Encanto's soundtrack has spent 14 consecutive, uh, consecutive weeks at number one, uh, selling over 153,000 uh, copies, which isn't many considered what it used to be, but it's a lot for, for the modern era. For that, um, yeah. This makes it uh, the UK's biggest selling album of 2022 so far. Um, says a lot that it's a soundtrack, but hey ho, we'll we'll save our uh, reservations for that. Um, it's also been revealed that uh, and it's a really nice story. This um, Eddie Van Halen um, left one million dollars to a music education charity called Mr Holland's Opus Foundation. Uh, he left it when he passed in 2020. Um, foundations about uh, helping underprivileged children um, to get into music and to channel their. Um, you know, channel their emotions and creativity. Themselves. They, exactly through creativity. Through creativity. Side. Yeah, exactly. So that's really nice as well. Brilliant. Uh, last piece of news, news from me before I just get onto some releases. Uh, Roger Daltrey has said that musicians can't earn a real living in the modern uh, music industry. Uh, he claims that the streaming services are to blame, but also, and this is why I think it's crucial because I think nobody blames these people enough. Uh, also, faults the record companies for not changing their percentage breaks to meet the modern market. So obviously artists are making less money through um, through um, streaming than they would through sales. Uh, the record companies are still demanding the same amount that they would have from the artists. So that's the kind of the issue really that he's claiming that is, is the big issue for more artists. Yeah. 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 Um, he he also claims that obviously that their costs are lower because they don't have to manufacture so much. Um, albeit they are manufacturing lots still, that they're just not in the same league as what they used to. Um, and they also don't distribute in the same way they used to. So they don't spend time record plugging. They don't spend time um uh you know going out uh, shipping records as much and things like all that stuff that costs money they don't do again the manual side of it's kind of gone away hasn't yeah it? exactly it's all becoming automated yeah they know. literally they literally uh do one click to get that ones and zeros onto a onto a streaming platform basically um and that that's all it is but yet the thing is their deals will remain the same so the artists are losing loads of money um obviously the 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 one way to solve that would be to um do what Taylor Swift's doing and to just re-record your whole well it's not in the whole but all the more all the more important records in your back catalogue mm. um, so that you gain the rights to them again so you, obviously she's using a legal loophole to do so and you know she owns her masters now so providing all the fans mm. listen to the new versions um, she'll make loads more money out of it 
which is great. I mean, it won't be anywhere near as equal as what it would have been if it was sales, but... But you're still selling it off as, as your own product as such. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's about owning the masters. The rights. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's about owning the rights to the masters, not the rights to the songwriting rights, but the rights to the masters. That's where the real money is. Um, well, for Spotify, it is anyway. The real money is actually in the songwriting rights, but yeah, for Spotify. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of new releases, uh, I'm going to start off with a release that I missed in January that I really should have uh, got onto earlier. Uh, earlier than now um dance with the dead re uh, released in january now called driven to madness um they're a really great synthwave band um and, and they're a guitar based duo so they go on stage two of them playing guitars and behind them they've got all their computers all set up to play all the synthetic sounds and they play along with it um incredible they're very they're a bit although they are synthwave they're very <laughs> much metal inspired um uh, got a lot of heavy influences um and, and they they're influenced mainly by 80s horror soundtracks so like that's why you're hearing those heavier guitars and things like that um in terms of this the only other releases really that come out that have been on my radar since the last episode uh two uh indie country releases so you've got charlie crockett's uh lil gl presents jukebox charlie uh it's exactly what i'd expect from him he's a great uh classic sort of indie country singer with a lovely uh unique voice prolific pro releases like two albums per year um he's great but he is great but i do prefer 2021's music city usa that he released and i'm still waiting for another song like welcome to hard times to come out from him so i'm still waiting for that really sort of cool just brilliant song like that, that that i want to put on my playlist um the other one would be joshua headley his album neon blue was released this week uh really enjoyed this traditional uh indie country release as well uh country and western is a song on it that's really great and it's all about how people try and class him as like some people class him as um like new folk or they class him as like they, they try and say he's uh he's like an like an indie neo-traditional artist and things like that and it's like well no i'm just a country singer it's quite a lot of crossovers isn't there? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the problem now exactly yeah the people trying to get like folk and country like you know pretty yeah. much the same yes exactly um and and like he he's i think his argument in the song is kind of thing like he's, he's saying that people now look at traditional country and don't even class traditional country as country Mm. because it's so far removed from what country music is nowadays and i think that's his argument which is is, is quite a unique uh point of view anyway but yeah sure. anyway that's the music news for the week guys uh we'll catch up with you in just a second okay so um this is a topic this is probably the one i'm most interested in today to ask you about on the uh on the uh, health and well-being special that we're doing, um, Ross, can music um, be used to, uh, let's say, uh, improve or affect or help any of those synonyms uh, your mental well-being? I, I, I believe it can have a real, a real big impact on people as a whole. To be honest, um, obviously, when it comes to, to music, you've got. Well, when you say you fall in love with a band or with an artist, say, is it because of generally sort of how it makes you feel, but also maybe it takes you back to certain, you know, as you get old, it takes you back to certain memories from childhood. Um, it gives you that kind of nostalgic deja vu mm. feeling. Um, so for me, it's, uh, so yeah, I think in general, it can be really good for like boosting your, you know, your, your well-being, your, your mental health um, in a sense of like, you know, even, even confidence and things like that, just to sort of, and also it allows you to branch off into different groups of people. And then you can go, say if you're going to concerts and you're going to listen to certain types of music, you're then going to maybe meet different types of people, which is obviously mm. going to help you to socialise and you gain yeah. sort of skills through that way as well, which I think is really important for people as a whole. 
Yeah, no, I, mean, I actually quite, I quite like what you said there because I hadn't even thought about the social aspect of music. So maybe we'll come on to that later. Um, I, 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 like we have the idea of, you know, we have an idea of of, of the words feel good tune or feel good song or this summer's hot feel good song or whatever they want to say. Um, so much used interchangeably, really. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. Um, firstly, the first question I'd ask about that though would be actually, what is a feel good song? Like, what do you what do you think it is? Because I don't fully know in terms of I have my own thoughts where I, I'm probably overthinking it. So what, what do you think it is as someone who works in well-being? Yeah, so for me, I think it's anything that, that resonates with you in a certain way and nice. get, gets a, elicits yeah. a certain reaction from you. Mm. Um, so for me, it's, uh, as I said, going back onto the sort of, you know, referring back to sort of deja vu feeling as well. Mm. Maybe it's like, you know, certain like sort of childhood memories and then it brings out that sort of reaction from you. And then you think, oh, yeah, that's actually really good times. Mm. And when you think back to that, like when we, if we're going to be looking at maybe later on, we'll sort of be you know looking back more on sort of how it's going to affect your performance in certain things, whether it's business or exercise, um, or just general life. Really, I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's just really important to sort of understand not everyone's feel good music yeah. as you as you're going to define it as they're going yeah. to be the same. You know, it might might be like they might have sort of heavy metal, like they might prefer heavy metal music, and they might see it as being yeah. Some people might go okay, but it's a little bit dark or it's a little bit dull. In, in reference to mm. you know certain like sort of th- adjectives that you'd use for that as, as a you know as opposed to maybe dance music that brings out more sort of you know high high beats per minute frequency mm, yeah but I guess it just depends on your individual take on it you know what I mean I don't think yeah. it's necessarily one size fits all for everyone in that way that 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 that's I I totally believe what you said there because when I said like I don't necessarily know what it is because I might overthink it my overthinking is that not everyone would have the same idea of what a feel good tune is but also not everyone's going to have the same things that make them feel good and also like what happens what do what do you do when you're in different different types of moods like um i mean for me and like it's quite interesting that you talk about going back to the past because when i know that when i'm having a bad day or i'm not feeling 100% or i'm feeling you know like i'm you know if i feel like quite self uh, deprecating or anything or self aware of certain things or so, yeah self aware yeah. of, of of something i've done that i'm i'm not happy with um like i i know that there's two places i go um i I listen to the beatles because it's almost like you've got your full mates with you and i listen to bruce springsteen because that's just this music that makes me feel so warm because he's my favorite and it's like it both of them go back to when i was about three or four years old because that's when i first started listening to them and like people wonder why i'm the way i am (laughs) (laughs) but like we're all authentic in our own ways yeah exactly yeah (laughs) but like but but that's what yeah exactly I I totally agree with what you said there and 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 but even going back like I know that the way I do it well I go back to it's all, it's like a factory reset isn't it it's like a factory reset it is for, it very much is that. the same yeah yeah, yeah. But it's like, almost like how can I get the easiest sort of like you know touch of uh, dopamine in the sense of like you know that's going to make you sort of uh, we're going back to the feel good term again. Yeah. I guess it's just kind of like you know, it's, it's going to make you want to get up and do something or change. It's going to make the, you feel or happier. change a scenario that's not going well for you. you yeah, know? exactly. Whereas I feel like, I guess people would sort of stereotype it would stereotype it as you know, if you're listening to sad music and you're already sad, that's just yeah. going to make you worse. Yeah. But, but then I guess it depends on what your sort of reaction is when you listen exactly. to the music. Exactly. Yeah. And what it brings think, out in you as an individual. Yeah, I, I think I, I, if I, if you're the same as me, where you listen back to you, you go back to the nostalgia side when you're. When feeling happy it is almost like it's like a computer where when a computer has a a, a malfunction 
you then take it back to the state that it was in, but you know when it last didn't have a malfunction. So you go back to then, and often exactly. the easiest way is when you're a young child and you are carefree, because you can just go straight to there again, like and, and you will always come back to where you are again later, but you might come back differently. Um, you know whether you're feeling better or, or even if it's just less sad. But then what you just said as well is that for some people that that doesn't work for all people because for some people it's self-identification with the music exactly. so if you are feeling down one day or you're, you're feeling like you're you, you have a lack of energy or anything like that a sad song or a sadder song or a song that's about something that's similar to what you're going through or anything like that that self-identification for some people it's almost like it's happy. like as you say self-identification it's like well, they're understanding what I'm going through. Yeah, and it's almost like you're, you're not, not alone. You're, yeah, exactly. You're not alone. That's the biggest thing. I think it's um, you know, feeling like you've got someone in your corner who's had the same struggles, and yeah. then you know if they've been successful from that, or you know, not even just taking that into account. We're not talking monetary, but just in general, you know, then it also makes you feel like, well, I, I can get over this hurdle, and everything yeah. will be fine. Yeah, I mean, like I've I've written a question down here, and it's a completely redundant question, and part of me wonders why I wrote it. Um, the question would be what music is best for making you feel good but then that's individual isn't it exactly completely exactly. individual so it's, it's, it's a very short-sighted question on my part um, there's also an interesting question because as you say it's it's something something that you do we do think about like as yeah. a whole you do think about that to yourself yeah. like is it going to be the same if, it, if I think this is really good for this time is it the same for someone else yeah but it might not necessarily be that way so exactly. you've got to take that into account you can't just be like generalizing that everyone thinks the same as you yeah don't. Um, is there a place? You're right, actually, with that. Yeah, it is actually part of it. Actually, I tell you what, I'll, I'll refrain from the question I was going to ask. Uh, part of it is is definitely um, mate is like realizing that you are different. Like because I think a lot of people feel like when you're having a bad day and you feel really down, or you don't feel good, or you're just something's gone wrong for you during the day at work, or you've had a, an, an annoying something's annoyed you or anything. I think you have to remember that you you are an individual you are different you're not the same as everyone else yeah you've had a bad day it only looks bad because other people around you didn't have a bad day so don't sometimes you know like sometimes you you make it worse it's all about the context yeah you're you're thinking about what other people have done in the day that you've been with and how that day's been finding your hasn't and it's like you're wondering why am i not like them sometimes and sometimes when you're going into a certain mood or things have affected you in a way People say to you, "Oh, yeah, but look at what other people have got in their life. It's it's a lot harder." But then yeah. it's hard. You can't you can't just say. But then you're not allowed to feel those emotions because it's, yeah, it, it does, well, life doesn't work that way. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and I and I think it's I I think what's really important when we talk about music in terms of how it can affect your mental well being is that you can it's part of the detox, isn't it? And so I'm going to call it a detox, just using a better word. But like, it's also a very good health and well being term. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean. You know, you come home from a hard day, a horrible day. You come home and you, you, you know, if you know that music can help you in some way, you can put on some music and actually make yourself feel better. It's like it, transporting you, as we said before, back to another another time. Yeah, for me. And, and you're almost really, kind of blocking off what's happened. But it gives you something to focus on as well, doesn't it? And at the same I, time. I think that's part of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's taking your mind away from, away from what's bothered you. Because actually, I think... For a lot of people, in the grand scheme of things, like something may upset them or make them feel bad, myself included. And um, actually, you, you know, you look back on it years to come, and you go, God, actually, that wasn't really worth worrying about. Such a small, insignificant thing that at the time felt like it felt like a big thing. But now, but you can put on a record or whatever that day that you know is going to make you feel good, and just for that forty minutes, that album's on or whatever. 
you're away from it all. And I, I think it's about having breaks. It's like a so much like self preservation, you know. Yeah. If they get yourself like it's as you say, it's it's almost like the same things like when you get angry or when something upsets you, walk out the room, deep breaths, then come back in again, or even mm. just deep breaths in general. Yeah. So I think like talking about that sort of Zen mode, it's taking yourself in, being sort of you know present I guess is the big thing people use nowadays because mm. in terms of like okay that's that grudges off to like meditation and yoga and everything else but just as a whole I think being present and understanding yes I am struggling with this um and then sort of taking yourself away from it or you know by other means whether it's music or yeah. movies whatever it is that helps whatever you to do that to. then you've got to find that niche that helps, works for you yeah you know? it's, it's it's like you know we use the term terms at work that get used you know in a workplace to be a comfort break you know, you need that time away. You know, they're starting to realise that lunchtime isn't enough. You need to have that 10 minutes every now and again to just go away. It was like, if you look at a computer screen all day, every every five minutes, look away from the screen for 20 seconds, otherwise you're going to get, you're going to get RSI. Yeah. Like, you know, not yeah, yeah. Repetitive, repetitive eye strain or whatever it is. Um, not RSI. Um, that's with pressure strain injury. Repetitive, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, well, you're going to cause your eyes some damage, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So you need to take in those the long breaks. Run. In the long run, it'll be, but, it can be bad. But it's yeah. the same for, you, for how you feel emotionally, isn't it? You, you need to give yourself those breaks. You need to give yourself those times when you don't actually have any contact with the rest of it. Like, with any, you know, just you just need to have that time where you are there. And I mean, for some people, that time will be spending time with other people. But, for some, it'll be also spending time alone and listening to an album or watching a film, as you said. Yeah, and again, I think it depends. It's, and we're looking about like individuals, aren't we? It's like it's not going to be the same. Yes. Like, like because I'm more of a social person, and maybe you're not. Maybe the same way in that sense, it might not work the same way. It might actually it might actually escalate it and yeah. make you feel worse. Because as you say, before, as you covered before, it's like so someone else hasn't had a bad date. So why am I the only one who's feeling this way? It's that kind of yeah. thing, you know. Exactly. You have to kind of balance it out and then realize. You know, be be present in your situation and think. Well, I'm 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 thankful for these things, mm. but then at the same time, I'm allowed to feel these emotions, negative emotions, if they might yeah. be that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 really it's just really important just to to recognise it, isn't it? And uh, and I think I think it's quite good that there's these two blokes having this conversation as well right now. One hundred percent. Because obviously, yeah. like you know, for for modern age in, in history, know. yeah, in history, it's always been you know stiff stern. up on it, stern. Be the man. It's like, no, don't. Come on. Like, and at the end of the day, you know, like there's, there's so many guys out there who know that if they put on a Spice Girls record, they're going to feel good, but they probably wouldn't because of exactly. that stigma, exactly. you know, or, yeah. or whoever it is, you know, like. And it's the stigmas that were just like, you know, it's very hard. Obviously, it's generational, but it's very hard to get over that. And I think depending mm. on your upbringing, your family, that's obviously then going to pass on yeah. to you. And, it's, and then again, if you're mixing with other people that don't believe in that, you know, if that's something that's been like, you know, sort of drummed into you from a young age, you're going to sort of see that way as well. You know, you. And I think it's really refreshing yeah. that you can have these chats as men. You know, yeah, yeah, Very exactly, important. yeah. But also refreshing for for girls too as well because there there is, you know, you don't want to be because whether you're male or female, you can be someone who just hides away and doesn't speak. And if you if you for do sure. need to if if you do need help and you know to have that conversation is is, is so important. And part of that conversation can then be music as well because you've got to think of well what can i do to potentially uh, use this to benefit me um yeah i mean like we touched on this earlier you know we said about a sad music feeling good as well um is there is there a type of music specifically for you that makes you feel good uh if we're going to go down sort of type of music uh, i think if it sort of generically um i'd my sort of go-to would be sort of more 
higher tempo music and something that takes me back to sort of memories of maybe, mm. you know, I don't know whether it's being on the beach or, you know, just sort of, sort of maybe, maybe better days, anything better than the UK at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty, pretty much. Well, the, um, the grey skies outside in April, that, 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 yeah. that, that, that weather. That's, yeah. that's, it's very hard to turn that down. <laughs> very hard to turn that down. But no, I think just in general, because of, yeah, for me, like, obviously it's, it's what, as I said before, it's very much niche to each individual. But for me, um, in terms of like whether it's going to be like 80s to sort of early 90s, like, you know, more cheesy dance music, or it's going to be a more like remixes of, of certain maybe popular, yeah. um, you know, what you say, mainstream sort of like songs. Pumping EDM. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or maybe even just if it's a bit more relaxing um, phase that I need in the day, maybe sort of more like a sort of deep house kind of thing that gets you sort of more relaxed mm, on yeah, another yeah. level, you know? Yeah. Um, but for me in general, when I'm working out, I need something that's going to keep me going. And, you know, it really sort of, um, you know, to increase your sort of motivation levels, increase your energy levels. And I think just, just as a whole, like, um, yeah, I think the oxytocin that you can get from certain things, such as listening to music that, you know, takes you back to certain memories. Obviously, you've got the dopamine mm. as well, so it's feel good. Yeah. Um, for me, that's just natural. But as I said before, maybe for you, it might be, you know, it could be rock or it could be indie rock, it could be synthwave, yeah. whatever, whatever oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. For, for me, as I said, it is, you know, Spriggs and the Beatles, Spriggs and Widers as artists that make me feel good but then like there's also like you know I, even individual songs like stereophonics have a nice day and that and that isn't a happy song like it sounds happy but it's a fantastic song it is a fantastic song, fantastic it, song. it sounds happy but all they're actually singing about is how this taxi driver in san francisco was moaning about the world and so it's not happy it's it's i mean yeah that is tongue-in-cheek they're looking at it like ha, oh, look at this guy isn't he exactly. funny yeah. the way he's just moaning into our slot and it's part of his it's day. almost playing on it really yeah yeah but at the same time it's not but that song makes me feel happy just because it sounds it um you know for, for me is i i certainly am not a subscriber to listening to something that's necessarily going to make me feel sad um see i i find it quite hard to attach emotion to music i've never been someone who goes who goes, God, I'm feeling this so much. I, f I feel how they feel. I'm exactly oh, on your level God. with that. Like, I'm exactly on your level. And like yep. for somebody who's who's into music so much, that's quite <laughs> rare. But there is a lot of us out there who are really into music who don't do that. And that's why we're really into music because we don't attach ourselves to songs and we, we, and we you know, we're able to just listen and critically evaluate and things like that. So I think that's it's, part it's, of it though. It's part of the process of, and also you have different types of fans, right? Like you yeah. can be a, hardcore music fan but it doesn't mean that you're going to be looking at everything so deeply and analytically yeah, whereas you exactly. might look at it just as like respect of you know how it makes you feel at the time you're listening to it and that might change yeah. from one day to the next yeah exactly and like and part of that like for me it's like i listen to artists that make me like there's certain artists that i love so deeply that i just i just feel warm when i listen to them like for me feeling happy feels warm it's like i feel this warmth inside me and like any of their songs can do it to me it doesn't matter whether it's the happiest songs or their sad songs you know like mm. i'll listen to uh I'll listen to I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles, but then I'll also listen to Yesterday at the, if I'm feeling bad, if I feel sad and I feel like, oh, I can't, you know, I just feel so upset or whatever. I'll listen to both because both will make me feel equally warm. Exactly. It depends how it affects you. And yeah. if the song isn't necessarily made to give that effect or have that impact, exactly. yeah. but to you it might just bring out a certain feeling or emotion. Yeah, and that's because what you that's need. the music I love. Because for me, it's, as much as it's like a very cheesy song, and obviously I think if Coldplay can be a bit like sort of, I think hit and miss and in terms of emotions, some people can say it sort of mm. brings the mood down yeah. but some of their songs to me do the opposite you know yeah. like that song Sky Full of Stars for me yeah. is a real uplifting song yeah. and it makes you believe in a better day you know yeah, exactly. like everything's going to get better yeah. but as much as I'm not like a massive fan of them I just think sometimes you just pick certain songs and it has a certain mm. reaction from you or it gets a certain yeah. reaction from you yeah ex exactly and that, that's right yeah it's, it's you don't have to it's not about 
it's not always about what the song is about. It's it's also about what the what the uh, just in general how you feel because of the music, like instrumental music. You know, there's no meaning, but what there is, there is there's there is meaning. They're trying to express themselves just without words. But the difference is, is that to somebody who's looking in a more uh, literal way, there's no lyrical meaning from it. And as an individual, <laughs> I would say that's for me why it's kind of hard to obviously i have a respect for group for good yeah. music and i understand that that's you know complex music yeah. it's very taking a long time and a lot of work to put together but a full-on instrumental set for me is not going to hit as hard as yeah you know like instrumentals and then vocals and as well vocals, you know yeah. like, it's very hard for me not to see, have any lyrical yeah. sense see i prefer music with vocals overall like we chatted with rishi the other day um i definitely prefer i definitely prefer um synth wave with vocals but like at the same time that you know, Dance with the Dead, no vocals, and I love it. Um, but then, like, genres like Vaporwave have barely... Well, I've never heard of a Vaporwave song with proper vocals, um, but it makes me feel good. And I think part of that links back to what you were saying, is that, like, you know, that nostalgic feeling. Vaporwave very much sounds like the shopping malls, um, uh, townway speakers, like what they would be playing. Adverts, TV commercials that are on early in the morning before TV started because you woke up so early as a kid. Wait, you know, before you went to school because you wanted to watch all the TV before school, yeah. things like that. It just reminds you of that, um, and that's the style that it goes for. Um, earlier, you said about how you said about the social side of music. Um, do you want to elaborate more on that? Yeah, so for me, I think it's. Um, I, I, try, I try not to be. Some people will say, you know, that this music is mainstream music, and I feel like, you know, by definition, mm. it's just like popular music. That's sort of like easily generated and obviously it's mass yeah. produced, right? Like a lot quicker than someone who's mm. like, you know, written the song out yeah. and, you know, sort of thought about it and before they're actually making the music and releasing it. Um, but to me, like, I just think in, in general, there's there's a real big like, social factor that comes with music and whether it's like, the people that you hang around with that can influence your taste in music. Mm. Like obviously your family is going to be a big one, right? Because mm. that's your upbringing and it depends on... Yeah. Like obviously looking at my parents. Especially for the nostalgic side of, of making yourself feel better, going back and resetting to the last place where you... Not the last, exactly. but another place. Another, another place, yeah. yeah. And certain moments or events that have happened yeah. that then make you feel a certain way. Yeah. But yeah, for, like to give an example, for me, like my mum's more of your, like what you classify as mainstream, poppy, kind of cheesy music. But then my dad on the other side's more like sort of similar, like taste tune sense of like Springsteen, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Um, wet, 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 to go on another like tangent for that. <laughs> Uh, and obviously, like, you've got the more sort of Scottish side of it as well. So mm. There's two very different sort of music tastes. Um, but for me, I feel like I'm very much um, a bit more e eclectic, I think would be the term to use in comparison to my parents, because they're mm. very much, obviously, generational, it changes as well, yeah. in terms of like, what's the most popular at the time. Yeah. But I think now, because there's so many different genres, and there's so many crossovers of genres, it's quite mm. hard to define yourself as one, one very person. Hard. Yeah, yeah, very, very in hard. This day and age. Yeah, very hard. I mean, like, you know, we said about the social factors earlier with, with gigs. I I go to, um, you know, well, before COVID, I went to lots of gigs. You know, I try to get to at least once a week. And, and I went with guys who uh, would be going to two or three gigs a week. And I'd tag on to one of them because, you know, they all earn a bit more than me and everything so they can afford to go. But like, like yeah, we, we go to just see, you know, sometimes we could just go, well, most of the time we'd just be going to a small little, uh, a small little venue where there's just a few acoustic guitar players and stuff like that. But without going to these gigs that set of mates I have, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm probably, towards the majority of them, I'm at least 20 years, you know, their prior, like, they're 20 years senior to me. Mm, I would yeah. have never met those guys and got on with them so well if it wasn't for music and for gigs. 
And that's a whole other set of friends for me. And that's the know? beautiful side of it because you can meet so many people of different backgrounds and also yeah. different generations as well because you're going to have people from, you know, the, the 70s, yeah. the 80s, the 90s, the noughties, whatever. You know, yeah. so it's going to be it's going to have a great mix of people and you can then compare what, what you believe is correct in this type of music or yeah. what you think is best. But you might have very differing views on that, but you're coming together for one concept. Yeah, exactly. Music. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's a shared experience, isn't it? And it's part of that is 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 definitely that knowing you're not alone kind of thing, and it's feeling part of something. That's a big um, thing for some people. I, I think definitely. a huge, I think a huge thing when it comes to mental well being, a huge reason as to why maybe my struggle is 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 uh, what's it social? Um, oh, what's the word? I've forgotten the word now. Uh, but it, it, it's um, what's the word when you're 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 not with anyone. You're um, I can't think of it. But it's it's not feeling part of something. If you get what I mean, not feeling part of a group. Um, iso- social isolation. Oh, isolation. Social okay. iso- yeah, isolation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that's a huge part for some people, um, especially with COVID and things. Like huge. That's been brought to a bigger magnified scale now. Yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 gone on much much larger. Um, and I think they're just like hanging on the back of that sort of COVID part of the conversation. I think it's uh it's become even more important because people have become isolated for so long. They're now thinking. Mm. You know, they find it very hard to get themselves out and mix with big groups of people. Yeah. Some people are still on that kind of mentality where it's very hard to yeah. then go back to the normality of I'm going to go to a festival with 20,000 people, 30,000 yeah. people because you can't compartmentalise one thing to the other. You know, for the short space yeah, of time I, I as think, well. Yeah, I think people under, they under um, appreciate the impact that a change of lifestyle can have on getting, enough, on, on getting the original lifestyle back, if you get what I mean. Yes. In terms of like one small change as in you start you start saying no to seeing people i don't think people realize like if you deliberately start saying no to seeing people i don't, I don't think people realize how hard it will be to come back from that and i think for people like teenagers as well because i know a lot of our listeners are a lot of our listeners are studying whether that be their teenager or at university i think people saying no because they're studying is a brilliant thing to do because you do need to study but you also need to remember that you need to see people now if you say no and people stop asking you to go with them because for some reason people are weird and do that. And I think there's a lack of loyalty there. As we've all seen at school before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At some level or we've some all case. Seen that. Yeah. Um, you just have to put yourself out there again and just ask and see. I mean, yeah, okay, it might prove what your friends are like, unfortunately. But you, I think you do. Uh, it's hard to, but I think you need to make sure you at least keep your name in the ring, your hat in the ring, you know, yeah. you get what I mean You have to that. kind of have the yeah, right, don't, you, you yeah. have, to, have the right balance, don't you? Everything in life yeah. is about balance, right? Because if, if you fully isolate yourself to do all the studying and stuff, coming back from that, I think I think people don't appreciate how hard that can be. Um, yeah, of course. And that's the thing, like you're going from one extreme to the other really, aren't you? In the sense of like, you know, sort of you're, you're battening yourself down and okay, yeah, you're focusing on your studies, great, that's, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. But in the same breath, You've got to go out and at least socialise and converse with people to an yeah. extent to sort of at least have that level of interaction. Exactly. So that when you go back to school, say, after a period of time, as we saw with, you know, the isolation during the COVID um, lockdowns, yeah. obviously for some kids that would have been very tough, like mentally, oh, yeah, gotcha. mentally you know, like yeah. real yeah. big impacts. Obviously, yeah. obviously more so from you, you would see that more than me, obviously. Yeah, because I, yeah, I used to work in a school, so um, I definitely would have seen that. Um, well, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I do think that... You know, as a as a final thing, I mean, well, not a final thing. I'll say more than that, but um, 
I do think the music can be part of keeping people together anyway, because it is that shared experience. It does generate, um, like you know, 100%. you can always find a way to get music in there to, to to try and help. Whether that be you, you like going nightclubbing, or you go to a nightclub that's specifically a type of music that makes you all actually spend more time with each other, and you don't get isolated from each other in there or anything, you know. You branch but, off in so many different ways, but yeah. at the end of the day, the, the general consensus is it allows you to be part of a group, as you said before. Yeah. And it's that like belonging sense that can then also give you the feel good feeling. Yeah. And that's kind of like branches off from each other, doesn't it, really? Yeah, I mean as 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 a as a final takeaway from this conversation, um, what would one piece of advice be from from the professional himself, uh, Mr <laughs> Mr. Rossbane? Um, what would the final what would like a piece of advice be of of to, to somebody who, who may be who who may be needing some help or someone who who wants to improve their well-being this day whether it be already quite good or or, or needs to be improved um what would you say would be your piece of advice on how to use music to do that obviously it would be a very um sort of different for each individual um and i think it depends like sort of what, what you connect with and mm. and how you like so how easily you find it to connect with other people or you know but the one big thing for me is finding something every day to get better at or to maybe even if you just wake up in the morning and, you know, you just make a little journal and you write down, say, 10 things that you're grateful for. Mm. And you, you do that every single day. And, you know, you keep looking back on it the next day. And then you do that throughout the week. And then, say, the next week you do the same thing. And you come on the Monday, you, take, you then write down 10 new things that you're grateful for. Mm. And you keep looking back on that. Yeah. And that's going to give you a reminder of what's going well in your life and what you're grateful for. And you're not going to sort of be obsessing, which I could kind of use for lack of a better word, um, with what's not necessarily going so well in your life mm. and you're not kind of yeah I think that's the biggest thing as well is finding something that you can sort of take you away from your problems or your stress yeah and I think for some people it's just you know I, my, me, me myself I haven't really sort of spent too much time doing it I'm, ad, I'm an advocate for it is meditation mm. I think if you just wake up in the morning say 10-15 minutes earlier than you need to say before you go to work or school whatever whatever it may be um, you know just sort of be present in yourself um, you know just sort of Maybe we do a couple of stretches, um, like sort of deep breathing exercises. There's many apps out there. I've, and, I, and I use a few myself during the lockdown just to keep me sort of sane of mind and, you know, sort of positive, I think is the biggest mm. thing as well. Trying to remain, you know, that sort of, without being too cringy, the sort of glass, glass half full mentality yeah. is the big thing. Yeah, and, and obviously like with things like meditation and stuff, like you, you can do that. Everything you said there really, you can do through a soundtrack at the end of the day. And exactly. That, you know, you, yep. you can calming music for meditation for a lot of people would be the way to do it you know um or even sounds like certain sounds, sounds yeah, as such yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, lo-fi beats yeah right way so exactly so yeah no no i think it's really good to have this kind of conversation so thanks for doing that with me uh mate yeah thanks for us for that. no problem no problem song recommendation okay so song recommendations this week um ross do you remember which song i recommended to you uh, yes, so it was a nice Frank Sinatra piece, um, Summer Wind, mm -hmm. um, from 1966, which I'm sure something else quite important happened in 1966. Quite a lot if, of if, if I'm not, If I'm not incorrect. Uh, <laughs> someone, very, it was a very good team won the World Cup that year. Very good team won the I, World I really Cup. That's yeah. news to me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I must say, um, obviously, I, I'm not, I wasn't too... Um, familiar with much of Frank Sinatra's work. I, I, I haven't heard some of the, obviously the mainstay hits, that, you know, the ones that are most famous that are used in films. Mm. Um, and I think it does kind of, for me with Frank Sinatra, it's it's very soothing. Um, obviously, it's very soothing. He's got a very soothing voice naturally. Mm. And I think, um, obviously, obviously, in terms of just like, uh, you know, an artist in himself, I think he was very much a, 
very what's what's the word I'm looking for? He's he's very much out on his own at the time. I think in terms mm. of the type of music yeah. he was producing. Um, but for me, I just think yeah, his music's very calming. As we're talking about you know sort of well being and when you're hearing something, what's making you feel? Mm. For me, it's just sort of taking me to, to like you know whether it's going to be like New York or a certain type of you know a certain place in America. But I think mm. it kind of gives me that sort of nostalgic feeling. Uh, of you know that the feelings that I had when I was there or when I was in a certain place, mm. and for me, Frank Sinatra's music is great for that. Yeah, it's almost like a, a nostalgic feeling, as it's what me and Rishi were talking about the other day with um, synthwave. You get a nostalgic feeling for a time you were never there for, as well. Like if you, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to New York. I know, no. I, I know, yeah. I've been, but never been. It's it's like a nostalgic feeling for New York in the forties, fifties, and sixties with him, because that's his main career, you know. Um, yeah, so I got some information for you on it. Um, so. This is a actually "Summer Wind" is originally a German song, um, and it's it, it's a German song from 1965, so one year before Sinatra released it. Um, it came out on his album "Strangers in the Night," uh, which is a classic 60s Sinatra album. It is one of his uh, his few classics, like "Come Fly with Me" and "In the Wee Small Hours." is is one of the one of the ones you pick out. Um, it's he is the, uh, the well he's not the first American singer to sing it though. Uh, Wayne Newman sang it in 1965 as well uh, with English ri- lyrics written by uh, Johnny Mercer. Uh, the song describes the Sirocco wind uh, passing from North Africa to Southern Europe and uses the seasons as a metaphor for just passing of time, uh, which kind of fits into what you say about nostalgia there as well. Um, reason I picked it for you, well it's not the reason, but it brought it to my attention recently this week because I watched an interview with Bruce Springsteen where he said. Uh, they asked him, um, what's the one song you would take with you to a desert island? And he said, Summer Wind by Frank Sinatra, which I was like, OK, not Bob Dylan then or anything like that. He was like, no, yeah. Summer I was like, perfect. That's pretty so, quite a surprise. Yeah, and it just put the song back in my mind again. And I thought, oh, it's a brilliant song. Yeah, you know what? I'm recommending that one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you liked it, mate. Um, Fantastic, yeah. You recommended me a brilliant song, um, Before He Cheats by uh, Carrie Underwood. Um I, I I do know the song and it is fantastic and I haven't listened to it in ages so thank you for getting me back into listening to it. Um, yeah, obviously she's she's one of the actual only American Idol winners I like so I believe she won a like season four. Or season four, it season was one, yeah. Season yeah. four, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, not that I'm at all a big fan, but you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you know when it I'm is. Aware. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I just like it. It's a classic revenge song. Uh, very feisty and aggressive. Uh, vocally, she's obviously amazing. Incredible. Uh, she's powerful as, as anything. Um, but obviously, like as time goes on, has gone on, she's improved her voice. I think from you know new music, and she's uh, she's actually getting better with. Would you say vocals in as well. terms of like influence on country or you know more poppy yeah. country rock, whatever you want to yes. kind of classify it as? Is she up there with sort of Dolly Parton for her time in terms of influence? On, she, I would say on she country. is the Dolly Parton of her time. That's why exactly I was saying. my thoughts. That's why yeah. I asked. Yeah, I, exactly. I would say that. Um, she, she, I wouldn't say she didn't. The changes happened before she got there. I think that Garth Brooks in the nineties and uh, a few others then uh, really changed. Kind of, Billy Ray Cyrus, for example, Cyrus, they, they yeah. changed country to make it more pop. But when she got there, it was fully there. But like she sort of kickstarted that huge female uh, powerhouse vocal superstar in in the genre again. So yeah, um, I, I I totally. Um, yeah, totally agree with you on that one. She definitely is the dog. Because from my very limited country knowledge, um, <laughs> at, well, in terms of music, I'd, I'd say very average anyway. Um, but yeah, from my limited knowledge of country, I think she's very um, out on her own in terms of you know, females at that level in country music. Yeah. Um, they, they, like they're... performing on that level 
where they can actually do like crossovers and still really yes. be successful as well. Yes. Um, she there was a stat not long ago. Um, okay, it's probably when we were at university, so I'm, I'm going to say about between 2015 and 2017 or something like that. Around then, there was a stat that came out where if your name wasn't, I think it was in the past, it was in the past, um, like the past 20 years, if your name wasn't, or since 2000, if your name wasn't Miranda, Taylor, Carrie, Reba, or I think there's one more name, or that might have been it. If your name wasn't that, um, as, as a female artist, you hadn't had a single go straight into the top 10 of the country charts. In wow. its first week, which shows and that start, kickstarted a huge tomato gate, they called it, because I think someone threw some tomatoes at a DJ or something that wasn't playing enough women. Well, it's like, I think he wasn't playing enough um, female uh, country music, female-led country music. Um, and there's a huge issue with it in country radio, even now, where they, they, that males get a much larger percentage of radio playtime. So, um, but she is one of the ones that does get a, a, a lot of radio play, which is great. And she, she, is, she does head up that movement as well. So... Yeah, she's definitely out on her own, as you say, because there isn't many of them doing that. And it has changed, you know. There are people like, uh, there's a lot more artists now, like Marilyn Morris and uh, Casey uh, Musgraves, who's oh, my favourite female country singer. Um, and um, Kelsey Ballerini and a few others who are just really uh, sort of coming in now. So I think now you can add a few more names to the list, at least, for for, for that. So, yeah, yeah, that's all pretty good. Um, sure. Yeah, no. For sure. Yeah, thanks for the recommendation, though, because it is a cracking song. As I say, I, I was not exactly sure, because when, when, when he gave me the uh, sort of memo of trying to find someone that you hadn't heard, <laughs> that, 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 that was almost <laughs> like uh, pissing in the wind, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no. I think of a better phrase to use, because, uh, yeah, I'm very, very aware of your uh, vast knowledge. Yeah. So for me, it was more like sort of make it more individualised towards what I know yeah, that yeah. you like. Exactly, so yeah. For me, it was like, and also I also kind of have respect for her music, and I like a few of her songs as well. So for me, that's mm. about as far towards countries I'd probably go. Yeah. But for me, it gives me that little bit of again talking about nostalgia. Gives me that little bit of feeling about sort of certain families that I've been around and yeah. music that they were playing. It brings me back to that time. So for me, yeah. it's nice to have that little bit. I, I I'm not ashamed to say I've got a few of her songs in my playlist. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I she's uh. Yeah, she she's great, and she does like this album that you know I think it's called Some Hearts. It, the album that it's from, it really does evoke the time, like the the mid two thousands country scene, and it and you know it. The fact that she came out was such a good record and was such a hit and has carried on being such a huge hit globally. Um, like, it is incredible considering she's from American Idol. Like, it, very uh, unique. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. She's she's just done amazingly. Okay, Daniel, thanks for that, mate. Um, yeah, so, so just for, to, for the final uh, sort of section, um, we're just going to be looking at um, sort of types of types of music that we can listen to and sort of the effects that it's going to have on your sort of performance and what makes a sort of so-called ideal playlist. Um, and again, that's going to kind of branch off to different areas because we all have sort of different, um, you know, likes and dislikes. Um, but yeah, for me, in terms of uh, music and, and how that's going to affect you in terms of performance, I think it's very important to find something with a playlist i think you have to find a playlist has to be sort of varied it can't i would say don't ensure that it's not just going to be the same kind of tunes that are playing mm. um but again it depends on what, what you're looking for but for me uh personally i prefer to go for more um again sort of continue from what we said before um sort of a bit more sort of stronger emotions and feelings um mm. linked to the music 
Um, Because there was a study done in uh, 2017 in the International Journal of Physiology and Pathophysiology and Pharmacology. Sorry, I just about got that out. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, so, it's a tongue twister, isn't it? Yeah, it's a real tongue twister, yeah. So, so music has a ergogenic effect, which basically means it increases exercise performance, delays fatigue, and increases performance and endurance on the whole, as well as power and strength. Oh, nice. so, so going off of that, um, and also sort of branching off of that, the study also conducted um, showed that music between 123 and 140 beats per minute is, is the ideal um, branch or range. Um, oh. for music that's going to help to motivate and to increase performance levels in individuals uh, looking at you know cardio or hmm. strength-based training or yeah obviously in terms of maybe walking that might not be ideal I, yeah. I would say like looking at it like yeah. you know retrospectively maybe walking it's going to be something that's more calming and sort of makes you just feel good again hmm. it comes down to the emotions yeah, right but in terms of the study that they did it kind of it showed that yeah the music that's probably more higher range of beats per minute is getting that elicit that response out of you and it's like naturally making you it also kind of helps to hide pain and sort of that that threshold normally you might think okay i'm tired now but if you're listening to certain kind of types of music you've kind of almost masked away from that pain and you're not really feeling it anymore it? it's a dist- distraction of a, of a yeah. sense yeah so i feel like that's a really big thing to also take into account mm-hmm. um yes yeah, yes yeah, so, so for me like um there's, there's all different types of music that i would usually listen to but there's, there's a few songs that I'd like to just mention. Um, oh, so yeah, Push It by Salt and Pepper. Oh, nice. It's, it's a, it's a <laughs> tune it. that always gets me yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. That'll always get me going. Um, one that's quite off the beat for me, because I'm not usually too much of a big hip-hop fan, or if you would classify them as hip-hop, but Stronger by Kanye West is also a very, mm. a very good song mm, yeah. for exercise. Cause oh, it really, it really lot... gets me in the, in the mode, yeah. I would say. There's a lot of Kanye West you can use for exercise, I think, based on what you're saying. 100%. Based on the, uh, the stuff. And also it's about, a lot of his music, obviously, as, as in general with the hip-hop scene, is a lot about struggle and yeah. how we're going to get ourselves out of this position. Yeah. So for me, that does kind of help in that situation. Mm. And again, going down my more cheesy 80s, 90s theme tunes, I go more for Pump Up The Jam oh, nice. as well. Yeah, uh, it's probably, yeah, I, I think what you're saying techno and uh going well not techno but like you know well i guess you could say synthwave in that but, but yeah, synth synthetic wave, yeah. music and music that 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 is is uh electronic does electronic music does help because it's it? almost like you find yourself <laughs> uh say if you're running you almost find yourself maintaining up to the beat so yeah, it's kind it's, of like every single time you'll go one yeah. like one and a two you might try and then push up the level or you might do something else yeah. you know what i mean it, it's a set beat as well because it, it it's electronically set Whilst we were uh, drumming naturally, um, although it feels like it is naturally set, actually it does change as songs go throughout. Like there are yeah, songs where drums exactly. do naturally speed up as time goes on, etc. So that you know, the Stones is classic. Uh, Charlie Watts is known for speeding up. So like fantastic, fantastic yeah. drummer though, fantastic, oh, fantastic. drummer. God rest his soul. Yes, um, for yeah. sure. And yes, uh, just sort of branching off of that and um, continue. There's a very long list here that I could like rule off. I'm not <laughs> going to go through all of them. Um, but yeah, um, another one as well is uh, Body Moving, but it's the Fatboy Slim remix. Because for me, oh, nice. Fatboy Slim is, for me, he's got to be up there in terms of DJs or producers. You can mm. call him whatever you want to call him. But for me, he's been he's been popular and he's been out there in yeah. the charts since day one, really. Yeah, and he's yeah. stayed there for, well, I don't even know how many years, maybe 15, 20 years now. Yeah. Maybe more than 20 well, he's, years. He's even. still one of the biggest DJs. So he's still, so. still up there internationally yeah. renowned. And it's still the biggest thing current. And I think that's the hardest thing for people mm. nowadays is to maintain that, right? Yes, yeah. But for me, with, with his music, just going back to the sort of subject that we're talking about, for me, it does take me back to childhood because um, my dad, more in a jokingly sort of context, would play some of his songs and mm. it'd be that kind of, yeah, that kind of connection, you know? 
Yeah. So I think for me, it does does kind of bring me back to that time. And that's I, kind of a helpful. I, I, I think mode. it's 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 not. Uh, we shouldn't underestimate the importance of having positive well-being to get you to then exercise as well, as well as the effect that exercise has on creating a positive well-being. Exactly, it's all cyclical. It, so it, it's yeah. a domino effect. So yeah. playing what 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 makes you feel good is definitely um, important. Um, and a lot of the questions I've got here, you have actually answered. Um, You've answered, you know, is it music important for exercise? Yes. Does it enhance exercise? Yes, we've got that. Um, what kind of music is best for exercise? You have slightly answered that as well. Um, does that vary between different people or does it? Or, yes, or... I, I would say personally, I would say 100% it varies because in, in terms of best, it depends what, what how are you defining best, you know, and yeah. that's, that's why it's different for each individual. Yeah. Because you might say... It, it might not be something that you generally or ordinarily listen to mm. in a day to day, but then you might just have that one type of music or that like a list of songs that you listen to when you're exercising because mm. it gets you into that mode. And when you're in that mode, then you only differentiate between that one and that one, you know? So during yeah. your day, you break it up kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, like for me, um, so when I go, part, part of going, because I, I, I do mainly running and my exercise is running and golf basically. So like for me, obviously when I play golf, that's a social sport. Uh, so I, I don't usually obviously listen to music during no, that and no. I, I have only been for one round of golf on my own in my whole life and I didn't listen to music on it anyway so um but when it comes down to running that is that isn't social for me um part of what gets me out to do it is the fact that I have the excitement of I can listen to another album that I've never heard before or I can listen to new music I've not heard before usually I do listen to albums exactly it's almost giving you the excuse to, yeah. to go and do what you've been meaning to do anyway yes yeah but the issue with that then is that like the issue with that is that you do have the slow down moments and you can't guarantee the speed of the music. So maybe I, I'm sitting here thinking now, like, although that gives me the excuse to go out and exercise, maybe I need to just increase my drive to want to do it and actually just create a playlist that makes it easier for me to exercise. Um, but I got a question for you, though, is that like, does in terms of um, a playlist, do you need slower points in a playlist to for rest breaks say or anything like that, uh, that yeah I, I mean in a sense of it doesn't have to be taken specifically in general to the to the point of you know if, if the music is going at this speed it means i can only do this sport for me again it's, it depends mm. on like, what your mentality is and, and what you prefer mm. but as you say i think if you're going to be doing say you say you're going to be going from running to then doing weight training where you're going to be having like more short sharp bursts and you're going to be having mm. different breaks throughout right you're going to have maybe mm. like 30 seconds yeah. to 40 seconds breaks between each set maybe mm. um is, is what i would recommend generally um, I think that's yeah. It's important to have that. I think as well, like the, the way that I differ it myself is, I'm I wouldn't really necessarily listen to personally rock music when I'm running. Mm. I, I keep something a bit more sort of easy, light, light. Well, I would say light-hearted. Mm. And then maybe if I'm going to be doing something that's more strength-based and it's more for like you know, say one rep maxes or just going for pure weight, I want to go for something a bit more heavy. So say like mm. you know, maybe not heavy metal, but maybe rock that has those kind of connotations of that. You know, yeah, and something a bit more. Not necessarily aggressiveness, but something that gets that reaction out of you. You know, yeah. to sort of get that extra two, three percent of energy out of you that you maybe ha might not have another day. You know, mm. so for me, it's yeah, it's, it's important to have that kind of differential. And I think you do need to have like moments when you do slow it down, and also like you might want to change your playlist yeah. up in terms of genres, as I said mm. before. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it as well is that if if you're not used to exercising, you need something that keeps you interested. So I, I think the variety for, for a lot of people would be... Because if everything merges into one sound, I think for some people that gets quite boring. Um, I think a lot of people find 
like I personally, if, if an album merges together, I don't necessarily think it's a, if if I find it blends together, and I don't find that any of the songs are so noteworthy, but it's all blended nicely, and I've enjoyed the listen. Mm. I don't necessarily think it's a bad album, but for some people, that yeah. considered a boring album because they haven't got anything that they can take away from it straight away, or there's nothing they can it, it exactly. You're, like you're one, almost looking one sound. Yeah, is that you're, you're almost looking for a different kind of sensation or feeling from each one. Yes, or, or they, so, they should progressively move on that way. Yeah, and yeah. that's where I think having a playlist is then important. Um, so, um, have you ever looked at the playlists that are on Spotify for workouts? Because I know there is there is a rock workout, there's a country workout. Yes. There's, there's all I think that's one thing that Spotify actually do a lot better than, than the other platforms from yeah. what I'm aware, is in terms of those customised, um, tailored playlists. I think they're, mm. they're very good. And obviously in a sense of, if you're listening to a certain type of music, then they'll kind of blend them together. And as yeah. I said before, that you'll naturally have a blend of different t- genres and types of music, yeah. which I think is really helpful because you might not, necessarily remember certain songs that make you feel a certain way mm-hmm. but you've already got them there listed i think it's really good you can even just use those generic mm-hmm. ones are good enough if you haven't got the time to go through and make one yourself yeah i would definitely recommend that for it, sure exactly yeah and and i think i think as well if, if they put let's take the country music one for for example i think they put together a mix that is interesting enough to keep you to keep you going yeah 100%. same with the rock mix um and they've also got just going back to mind, mindfulness and you know well-being, they've got serotonin next as well, and the serotonin oh. one is, is brilliant for obviously feel-good factor, and it gets you it gets you up and what oh, makes is, you want to do things. Is it just a playlist of happy songs? Like yes, yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's nice. all happy fun songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I they might have released that, I believe it was last month. Um, but yeah, a lot of the songs I'm not oh, familiar with. Uh, nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I'm not, I wasn't too familiar with some of the songs. But for me, it's just brilliant because it's, it's getting you into a different yeah. kind of mindset, you know. And I think because obviously all, all my listeners are all music fans, so like if you're a music fan, a bit of song discovery during a workout, there, there's there's no reason why you can't just stop running and quickly pop a song into your playlist and then go again. Is there? Yeah, there's really no reason. You could do that. No and, and you there's can no keep problem. adding that until you come up with your own customized one. Um, so much like people sometimes get this this perception with uh, exercise or fitness in any way where it's like if I stop and I and I breathe then that's going to be a bad thing that's detrimental to my yeah. results mm. but uh, as we know as fitness professionals recovery is as important as performance yeah but if not more more important I so, would argue so if, if somebody goes for a 5k run let's say and they were to take four breathers where they stopped for 30 seconds in between would that affect the the, the the effectiveness of the workout at all? Uh, no, for, for for me it's something that's you know it depends. We're talking about we're talking about athletes. Then that's yeah. one thing we're talking about cardiovascular systems, yeah. VO two max, and all this kind of more advanced yeah. stuff. That's a different story. Mm. But if we're talking about your everyday person, I'll say I'm guessing ninety percent of people listening to this are probably going to be in that kind of mindset, yeah, or more possibly. Um, so for me, I, yeah, I very much I would vouch for that. I think taking breaks mm. is only really going to help you. Like, I don't think you need to have this, like, yeah. a lot of people have this ego thing where it's, you have to keep going, keep going. Yeah. But if you're not feeling it, then, yeah, just just stop, just take a breath and then yeah. go again. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, no, and, and, and even, I mean, I, I reckon people can even work that into their playlist, find a way to put the stops. If you figure out how long it takes you to run that amount, you know where you're going to stop. You can figure out when to put roughly exactly. first song. Just you know, when that process. song comes on, yeah. you know what, well, I'll take a breather now. I'll take a breather. You can put in like a two minute song, a very short two minute song, take a two minute breather, two minute song from the sixties, let's say, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and then you can just go again once it finishes, you know. Um so there's all certain ways you can go around it, you know. It's it's not all that kind of thing where you have to be like you know, I, I need to get through this playlist and I can't stop until it's done. Yeah. It, sometimes you just gotta think, well actually give me a reason to now take it in, absorb, mm-hmm. maybe change to a different one, then go again. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, it's, it's giving you that kind of, yeah, you know, notification or what, what's the word I'm looking for? That sort of like knees up to then stop. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, 
you said something. I know we were going to talk about um, like how to enhance exercise with um, with music here, and we have done that. But I, I I'm wondering because you just because you've mentioned it, recovery is a huge part of exercise. Obviously, as you've said, yeah. And that recovery, correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the expert. That recovery isn't just during the workout; it's overnight after the workout when you go yes. to bed, things like that. Yes, very. Important. Is there? In, this is also in terms of well-being, as in mentally, as well as uh, exercise, obviously. But let's try and keep to exercise as much as possible on the, the recovery side. Um, is there any music that's helpful for recovery after the workout? Um, what can you do to recover straight after the workout? Is there anything you can do afterwards, like light stuff or anything? And then when you're in bed, is there anything you should maybe listen to before sleeping or anything like that? What, 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 what do you have on that? Again, it's, it's very hard to sort of generalise and, and let narrow it down in terms we look at the music side of things. But I guess, it's, again, it just comes down to whatever makes you most comfortable. Mm. And I think that the, the two biggest problems we have in now nowadays in terms of obviously mindfulness and trying to get that recovery, get enough sleep, is mm. obviously that blue light. And a lot of people mm. are absorbing blue light in all many different ways, like maybe like 10 minutes before they go to sleep. Yeah. So your brain is still processing that and you're not really fully switching off. Yeah. So like in terms of recommendations for, for what I would say is if you're going to, Say you're doing exercise late in the evening, then what you the last mm. thing you want to be doing is like sitting down straight away. Say you've been for a five k run, mm. last thing you want to be doing is sitting down. You, you know, like not not having your body flat. You're just, you're just sitting down. You know, inactive. Like mm. on lactic acid build up. You're going to get a lot of aches and pains, mm. cramp. Obviously, when you're trying to sleep, that's obviously a detriment, mm. detrimental effect on that, right? As as I've had many times before, and in the past when I was a bit more naive, and that's it's not a nice feeling, not mm, at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in sense of um. Yeah, sleep. I think that's the biggest thing. Get the recommendations. I think now are eight hours. Um, mm, yeah. F- for you know, for for those of the children, it's less generally speaking. It's more, I think, for children. No, it's, it's, sorry, sorry, it's more, more, more yeah. for children. Yeah. yeah. But uh, as, you, as you get older, less you, as you get older. Yeah, yeah. sorry, less you get older because yeah. you, you can deal with it a bit differently as you get older. Yeah. And you can kind of you know sort of get through your day. But as yeah. a kid, you, your brain's not not functioning in that way, and it's still, obviously still developing. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. It um, needs some time to um to develop. Cause yeah, and, and process right, certain things. Yeah. yeah. But again, I would say, as, as a rule of thumb, you shouldn't really be looking at TV screens and phones, no. maybe like two hours, three hours so, before you go to sleep. So say, no. say, so say you come home from your workout and you're going to go to bed in the next hour. Would it be worth coming home, lying down, headphones on, plugged into the record player with a record on? Is it worth doing that? Is, is that something that could benefit you? Yes. Yeah. I, I'd say 100% that would be the way to go. The, yeah. the, the kind of last thing you want to be doing, obviously, obviously I would always say, no, no matter what exercise you've been doing, if it's late at night and then you're going to be going to sleep mm. shortly after, mm. some kind of five minute, maybe even less than that if you want to, just like quick stretching routine mm. just to cool down the muscles yeah. and, and your body. Make sure you're fully relaxed. Because a few mm. stages in the past of what I've had is I've, I've done something a bit later, so I've been to the gym, you know, later in the evening and then your body, you've got the adrenaline in you still mm. and okay, you might have had caffeine beforehand so you've got that mm. in your system as well and it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. Your, body, your, your brain doesn't switch off because you've been looking at your phone for yeah. hours and hours before you've been trying to get to sleep then you've got the caffeine and you've got the adrenaline so it yeah. becomes a vicious cycle a bit of a toxic mix you know in terms of trying to sleep um you know but i think yeah just as a whole i think um sleep is something that should be really uh focused on for a lot of people obviously as you yeah, get older it's, it's forgotten so, isn't it it changes obviously as you get older yeah um but yeah i think for kids as well it's, it's very important and obviously something we have to think about in the future yeah, yeah sleep's something that i think people forget the importance of it and um there are a uh, 
I don't know. I mean, there is some music that people say is, is good for sleep. Um, you know, you, you obviously lo-fi beats is something that's good for studying. Um, and I think a lot of people find it quite easy to fall to sleep to that kind of stuff. Um, I, I think um, you know, it, it tends to be there's quite a lot of sleeping playlists, aren't there, on on, on Spotify? Yes, uh, yes. And, and on other streaming platforms. That's also beauty Spotify. Spotify is they have the, the customized, already made, yeah, you know, built for playlists, for which is perfect. Really. Yeah, and, and I, th I think I think um, <coughs> you know, like if if, if we. It's not just about songs and tunes and and artists and things like that. I think, I think also ambient sounds and things. It's still part of music, you know. Th th those things can be really yeah, beneficial. exactly. And I think sometimes it, it can be quite hard to accept the use of it. Like, say, if you're going to listen to like yeah. whale noises, sometimes you, you have that sort of comedic effect to it, and you, yeah. you find it hard to really zone into that. Mm. And also, kind of going back to what we were speaking about before, in terms of like you know, looking after your mental health and. You know, in terms of like when you're doing yoga, listening to certain kind of sounds, some people find it very hard to tune in with that and be present mm. with it. And I know for me, I've tried it a handful of times before, and it's it's quite difficult to sometimes get into that. Yeah, you might quite get agitated a bit too easily, or you know, you can't really, really yeah. sort of get into that mode. And people kind of have that sort of stigma again around like you know the whole thing of meditation, crossing the legs, mm. crossing the arms, making yeah. funny sounds. But that's yeah. that's not that's not meditation. That's no. just what we are, we perceive it that's to be. A stereotype. It could just literally be laying there, silent, closing your eyes, yeah. and breathing. That's yeah. meditation. With your headphones on. Yeah, with music. your headphones on, listening yeah. to music. Sometimes yeah. music can be a great relief. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I think it's probably uh good to finish the conversation on that because actually um I I think you've ended it on a nice quote there that music can be a great relief. Um, because it's 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 not just something to get you going, as you say. It, you know, it, it can be something that helps get you out of the door to actually go to the exercise, or even just to improve your your well being. You know, there's the meme of I'm going for a stupid walk to help my, you know, because of my stupid mental health and all that. That's that. Yeah, those memes. Yeah. Which like, I think is but, brilliant because if you can play on it a bit, yeah, and you can make a laugh and a joke about it. Obviously, obviously, it's a serious subject, but, but if you can make a laugh about it at the same time, then you're it on also, the mend. If anything, yeah, aren't you? exactly. Yeah, you know, you're on the mend. It shows you, that you're battling it. You know. Yeah, and it shows that you you know you're doing the right thing as well because you're able to consciously flipping this head exactly. so Which is very um, important. yeah exactly so like yeah I, I think i think it's very important for that but also it's important obviously during the workout and things and i, I want to ask so we'll do the same again as we did last time you know have you have you got a number one tip to people for how to use music to enhance their their exercise yeah so for me i think it's um you know as you say we, we kind of link certain things together and, and for me, the tip would be is um, if you can find a type of music or maybe if it's just like certain songs or a list of songs and you maybe note them down, like say if it's not in a playlist, you just note them down and then you think to yourself, okay, this is the song that I'm now going to listen to or songs I'm going to listen to pre-workout to mm -hmm. then get me pumped or in the zone to then go go to the gym. And you already know you, you've, you've got that planned out already day to day or whether it's mm -hmm. once, you know, bi-weekly, whatever it's going to be, you're working out or you're going for a run. You've already got it mapped out and it's there. You know, it's there in writing, it's tangible. You've mm -hmm. got it there in front of you. You've got a song there, I'm going to listen to it before I go. Go to the gym, before I go for a run. You've already got it there, it's getting you in the mode. And you've got that weekly routine of doing it. Find a song, yeah. maybe a new song each week. Mm -hmm. And there you go, you know, you, you, or just a list. You make a list at the start of each week. It's something I seem to get from you is planning is, is key, isn't it? Very ha key, having very a plan key. and a goal. Yes. A goal as soon as you're, you know, sort of throwing, you know, throwing your hat into into the into the wind or whatever you want to call it. It's, you know, just kind of aimlessly going that direction. It's quite hard to really see where you're going. Yeah. I think planning as a PT and as a coach in general, whether it's in sports or it's in just fitness side of things, if you don't plan out certain things, I think it's very hard to really almost, see where you're going. Yeah, you don't you know what your goals like, are, do you? No, 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 exactly. And whether it's, you know, short term, medium term, long term, I think it's just good to have a bit of an idea of where you, where you want to be. Yeah. You know? And I think ultimately it doesn't matter how much music you use to help you or whatever you use to help you. I think ultimately the one thing that helps most is seeing the results 
uh, and, and and being able to physically see the results in well, whatever that way is, whether it is physically seeing it in terms of like mentally, which isn't physical, but you get what I mean when I say that, or seeing the results as in physically, as in the way you look and the way you, the physical you side of it and results will then build your mental result. Yeah, exactly. Way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it um, justifies what you're doing, doesn't it? Really. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, th- th- there's only one reason we really do try and keep fit, and you know, well, I I go running several times a week, and obviously you do as well. You exercise way more than I do, to be honest. And like, there's only everything's one relative at the end of the day. Yeah. That's the one thing I would put to listeners now is it's not about being, you know, matching someone else's workload in this way. It's it's always being a better version of yourself every day. That's the one mm. thing I would say. As cheesy as it is, try try to improve yourself in, in a way you can. Incremental improvements every yeah, day yeah. become a big thing in the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, I think you've been a fantastic guest, uh, Ross. Today, um, you've done an amazing job, it's and been a um, yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you on, mate. Um, and yeah, I think this episode is going to really resonate with a lot of listeners. I think a lot of them are going to, I think a lot of them are going to like the fact that we haven't like that we we stayed focused to the topic they love the most, which is music, but also. You know, we, we, we have touched on subjects that can be sensitive as well, um, but we've not gone too heavy on them to make them worry or to make them feel anxious or anything. But we've gone into them enough to help. Um, and, 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 you know, and they can always come and speak to either of us about that, can't they? Um, obviously, they know they can speak to me at any time. And I, a few people have spoken to me before this podcast about their health and things that are going on in their life that are quite... Like that I'd never reveal like here. Like I keep it because it's it's so personal to them. But it's so and, important to have that person to go to. You know, sometimes yeah. you feel like I'm not really going to speak to my parents about this or my friends because it's, it's a bit too like it kind of feels demeaning in a way. Sometimes, but sometimes easier. you just want to kind of go yeah. to a stranger it's or someone easier. that you might yeah. know of, but you don't know in a personal way. So you can at least yeah. just put it onto them and then you haven't got the pressure exactly. of it on you and i think both of us are obviously i think you'd be having me saying i think both of us are available to these conversations whenever whenever, whenever you need yep. um whenever. so obviously you know me i'm at this is tap on instagram so obviously go follow do what you want with that but please feel free to um speak to me message me about any of the uh any things we've spoken about today really as with any of the episodes of the podcast um but i, I really want you to get to know um Ross's uh, Instagram handle and his Twitter handle um, because he is the expert here and I would love for you to go to him uh, and obviously Ross has all these plans and things that you, you that you can get hold of yourself um, if you would uh, would like some help uh, with things but he's also out there to just in general be a helpful person to speak to just um, advice even if it's just a question then yeah I'm at any time just drop me a dm and I'll, I'll make sure i get back to you as soon as i can yeah so ross yeah. do you want to let them know what your instagram is and then let them know your twitter maybe or or, or just yeah. whichever one you want yeah to so um if it's instagram it'll be at ross bain underscore 96 uh that's that's my main personal account if you get onto me on that um then i will uh get back to you as soon as i can in terms of if it's anything in terms of individualized plans um whether it's going to be a mindfulness kind of subject um and ways to sort of build on that. Um, I can help you with anything you know, across all branches of fitness, really. Um, and yeah, if it's going to be Twitter, that's your preferred platform, then it's um, at Rossbain3. Um, so yeah, I'd be, it'd be a pleasure to help you out. Yeah, no problem. I, I'll put all of these, um, I'll put all of our uh, our handles in the description to the podcast anyway. So uh, it should be quite easy for you guys to go there. Um, as I said before, uh, website is out there if you type in music fishbowl podcast wix on google you'll get it but it's in my link tree anyway which is in the bio of my instagram so do feel free to go there you can listen to all the episodes there as well and it will all count towards the listens uh in the count anyway so it doesn't matter where you listen they all count anyway and i always thank you for that um 
yeah, thank you for the new Australian listen- listenership, by the way, whoever's out there uh, listening. I'm very happy that you listened and uh, hopefully you listen to the end of this podcast. But yeah, um, thank you so much, Ross, for coming on. Um, brilliant pleasure. episode. Love talking about it and actually love being serious once on the podcast. It was really nice to actually talk about some really uh, insightful and, uh, and more deep topics. I think it's very current as well, you know. I think yes. nowadays people are looking more open to the fact of... You know, male. I think that you know vulnerability in a sense. You, you know, not not trying to get too deep with it, but I think that's what we need to do more of in mm. society. I think you know, like being open and present with your emotions and not thinking that you just got to yeah. hide it because it's not going to be perceived in the right way. And I, th- I think right? I think vulnerability across all gender, all all all, all genders is, is is so important, especially with like obviously as you say with men, very important because you know we're encouraged to to try and avoid showing our vulnerability, but. At the same time, you know, at the same time for, 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 for women, it's, you know, we're living in a time where it's, I'm not going to say it isn't, it is because I, d- I don't think it is, but there is some level of, you know, you need to be strong as a woman because I, I you know, because you're trying to, you're living in a man's world, let's say, and it is still a man's world. Let's be honest, it is still, and it shouldn't be, but it is still yeah. a man's world. Um, but there is time where you can be vulnerable and just be, because it, it, being vulnerable isn't being girly. It's not. It's, no, it's, be, it's just no, being yourself. Exactly. That's all exactly. it is. It's just being you. So there is always time for everyone to be vulnerable. Um, and that's the biggest thing, the biggest take out as well as the not being afraid to be vulnerable and actually accepting something's wrong and yes. telling someone something's wrong. Exactly. Not just sitting there and soaking it up because that's the number one worst thing you can do. And obviously there's many advocates out there now, big names and obviously you know Tyson Fury being a, a big, big one for that. And someone that I've uh, you know followed for quite a few years and yeah, I just think his story in general is brilliant. And obviously you can take many other examples as well. Um, yeah. But I think having these big names come out helps some people yeah. to feel a bit more normalised. Yeah, I mean... Speaking of their emotions. In the music... In, I've mentioned... He's probably the only artist we've really properly mentioned in, in the podcast today, really, that we've properly gone into depth with. And that, that's Bruce Springsteen. But, you know, he goes through bouts of depression his whole life. And he said the last one was when he was in his 60s. And, you know, like... But he's he's only really just starting to properly come out about it in his memoirs. We sort of knew it happened, but it was never spoken about. But in his memoir, he he truly came out of it. They came out sort of about five years ago now, and I think it's just so important that you know if they're willing to come out, then why aren't we? At the end of the day, they're coming out and saying it to thousands, millions of people. We only have to say it to one or two, exactly. and, and it can improve. It can help things. And even if it's so just the one better. or it's a million. It still yeah. make a huge difference it still to you. Makes a huge difference, exactly. so that's, that's the main takeaway, I think. Yeah, and I think we'll leave it on that. Thank you for coming on, Ross. You've been absolutely amazing. Um, check Ross out on Instagram. Um, everything's there for you. If 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 you do want to either take part in one of his programs or just ask for advice, anything like that. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this episode is actually going out on Saturday. Uh, so that's when you'll hear this. So it doesn't really matter that I'm saying that, but we did record on Tuesday, just so you know for the music news. If I miss anything out, coming in the next episode so don't you worry and i will give my thoughts on it but guys have a great week until next episode and uh we'll speak to you soon bye bye <laughs>